0: If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Mark. I'm going to read from Mark chapter 9, beginning with verse number 14. While you're turning, I do want to mention we have a what is being called a grief seminar. And there are times when we go through situations in our life that are very difficult. May lose a loved one. It could be a relational situation. Causes a lot of pain and a lot of grief. And the Bible teaches us how to deal with that. And on October the 6th from 1 to 3.30 at our Spanish work there on 364 Swain Boulevard. uh, We are going to be having a grief seminar. There's a sign up sheet in the foyer. There is a small entrance charge because of the material and things that are going to be passed out to help you and uh, if that is something you think that may help you or it may help someone that you know, uh, why don't you take the initiative to speak to them about it or take that step to try to bring healing into your heart, into your mind. I wish I could tell you that just simply living for God takes care of all of that. But it's not just serving Him. It's obeying Him and then letting Him minister to you to help you and I through very difficult situations. The process of grieving sometimes is extremely difficult. And we want to be here to help you. So there is a a sign-up sheet in the foyer. If you find yourself in this situation, I encourage you to be a part of this seminar. In chapter 9, verse 14 of the book of Mark, the word of the Lord says, And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, And the scribes questioning them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed. And running to him, saluted him, and he asked the scribes, What question ye them? Speaking of his disciples, of course. One of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth he, he, with his teeth, and pinneth away, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. And he answered him and saith, O faithless generation, How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him, and when he saw him, he straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said of a child, everyone say a long time. And oft times it had cast him into the fire. And into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And the father had a very unique revelation. And straightway, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. However, would you help thou mine unbelief? And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. The spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead insomuch that many said, He is dead. Jesus took him by the hand And lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth, but this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Now I want to read that same verse from Matthew, different writer, Matthew 17 and 21. Same story, same scenario, same situation, just a different writer. Jesus makes the last statement here and says, Howbeit, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Now, most of the time we will look at this verse and actually receive it in a negative connotation. But I I want, as in, it's a difficult thing for this to happen. But what I want us to understand today is that These do come out.
1: They are not permanent. They are not more powerful than your God or His name. They will come out.
0: And I believe and know the Lord is leading us into a time of fasting and prayer as a church in October, and unbelievable and incredible things are
1: going to take place. But I want us to walk into it understanding. There is no power, no devil, no demon, no authority, nothing, no government, nothing that is more powerful than the God that we serve. I will not be intimidated. I will not let fear grip my heart. I will stand and understand that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Does somebody believe that here today? God, we praise you. We magnify you. Have your way in this service, God. Bring understanding, wisdom, and revelation through the word of God. Let us walk out of this place today, Jesus, knowing that they do come out. And through your name, they will. And everybody say, in Jesus' name.
0: Man, turn to two or three people around you and tell them they do come out. We're not just talking about demons. We're talking about any situation you may be in, any dilemma you might be walking through, any consequences that may be in your life. I want to tell you, it has not come to stay, it's come to pass. I'm telling you, God can take care of it in your life. Now, we are going to be going into fasting and prayer in the first week, starting the first Monday of October. We will begin. And so, because I will not be ministering to you next Sunday, but Brother Robinette will be with us, Pastor will be here, uh, but we will have Brother Robinette, and it's going to be a powerful service. Signs and wonders and miracles he has used greatly for, as well as praying through to the gift of the Holy Ghost. So the Lord laid this heavily. He woke me up very early this morning change the message, begin to speak to me. And so uh, we, through the Holy Ghost, would like to speak to you what he delivered to us here today, the best of our ability. We're going to be going into prayer and fasting, and and I, I want us to go into it with biblical knowledge. I want us to do it right. That's why we've been preaching on prayer and fasting for three months. We've had guest speakers come and talking about Uh, spiritual warfare, because I I want us to to do this in the Bible method and in the Bible way. I'm not interested in religion. I'm not interested in uh, someone's theology or thinking or teaching. I want the Word of God, because I'm going to tell you right now, the only thing that makes the devil tremble is the Word of God. It's through the word of God that he understands there's only one God. And he knows it's through the word of God that power is given to me and you. You can't go to him with a religion. You can't go to him with a theology. You can't go to him with some belief that you might have. That's not going to move him. It's not going to stir him. But if you go to him
1: with a biblical founded revelation and understanding when you open up your mouth he cannot resist
0: now just on the offset here I want us to look at a few things because you can read that scripture and you can walk away and say to yourself everyone that's dumb and in this Sense. The word dumb is speaking of the inability to, the, the inability to speak. That everyone that uh, is not able to speak, they are, uh, whether they're, they're deaf and dumb or just dumb or just deaf. Uh, I've met people where they said, well, you know, if you're that way, you're possessed with a devil. That is not true and it's not biblical. We have to approach things God's way. Not every person, just stay with me for a moment. Not every person that cannot speak is possessed with a devil.
1: Notice what we have to do is take the time to notice the other characteristics that were involved with this child. He was not only dumb or could not speak, but the Bible tells us that he would take himself... Tear himself or cut himself, foam at the mouth, gnash at the teeth, hide at the runaway, and that they brought him. And when he when came to Jesus, he tore himself again, fell on the ground, foaming. And the father said in another verse, he would cast himself into the fire, cast himself into the waters. And so he wasn't just unable to speak. He obviously had characteristics that showed uh, he was a possessed individual. And so you and I, it's very important that we learn to discern the difference between demon possession and fallen humanity. I promise you, there's all kinds of people in this place right here today that you've got an ailment in your body. It doesn't mean that you are possessed, it means that your eternal soul is trapped in fallen humanity. Ever since the fall of time with Adam and Eve, man has become decrepit over time, and we have created inventions that to our own just demise. So we've got to learn to discern between these things so that we can appropriately apply the Word of God. Not every physical disability or sickness uh, is, is a possession. Lazarus died of a sickness, uh, but he was not demon-possessed. Peter's mother had a fever, but Jesus didn't cast out a devil. He just healed the fever. Many are sick in body today with diabetes, high blood pressure, arthritis, migraines, uh, other diseases diseases sicknesses but it's because we live in a fallen humanity now don't misunderstand pastor God can heal and does heal every single one of these diseases
0: holy ghost flows out of us and the bible tells us that that good water and salt water cannot flow out of the same faucet so be careful how you judge now there is no doubt that satan is involved in many sicknesses in fact 25 percent of all of the healings in the
1: word of god by jesus christ a devil was involved in some form or a fashion the direct influence of the adversary is is obvious in many places. It was obvious with the crippled woman, whom who when Jesus healed in the synagogue, he was scolded by the Pharisees and the Sadducees because he did it on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them and said. Not art not this woman being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan hath bound. Think of it for 18 years, but he loosed her. I'm gonna tell you why because they come out. This is what God is trying to say to somebody today. It doesn't matter how long you've been sick. It doesn't matter how long you've been facing your dilemma. It doesn't matter how long this situation has had you bound mentally, physically, spiritually. The Holy Ghost has come here today to tell you they come out. can you imagine every day getting up with a possessed child like that it wouldn't take very long for you to be convinced in your mind it's just the way it is it's the way it's always going to be after bringing him to the priest bringing him to the Pharisees Sadducees bringing him to doctors of their day and trying every avenue doing everything he can it's like the woman with the issue of blood I've spent all my my money on all the doctors. I can't find help anywhere. You might as well accept your condition. You might as well accept it. You're going to die with it. Holy Ghost has come to say today. It is not so. They come out. It doesn't matter how long it's had a hold of you. It doesn't matter how long it's gripped you. I've come to tell you today there is deliverance. There is hope. There is strength. You will walk. You will speak. You will be yourself again. There will be joy. There will be hope. They come out.
0: We're not careful, we'll look at this verse and look at it in a negative perspective. Thank you. We will see how we'll look into that verse and he says, Now these come out but by prayer and fasting. And, I mean, we're talking about the disciples here. Sent them out, gave them power. Jesus said, over all the power of the enemy. Yet here they are faced with a a demon they can't cast out. So they come to the Lord and they say, what's up? What happened? Of course, we know the word of God because of your unbelief, your lack of faith. This was not able to happen. Increase our faith, Lord. All of this is in the same text. Increase our faith, Lord. He looked at them and said, if you had the faith of the grain of a mustard seed, you could say to a mountain, be thou cast into the sea, and it would obey you. What was Jesus trying to say to his disciples? It is not the amount of faith that you have. pastor preached on this a while back. It is the purity of your faith. Is it mixed with fear? Is it mixed with doubt? Is it mixed with complacency? Have you just got used to your situation that you no longer aggressively attack it in the Holy Ghost? Do you just wake up with it every day and just live with it because it's the way it's been for so long? Have you just
1: accepted your circumstances and your surroundings that you no longer even pray about it? You no longer even talk to God about it. You just accept the way they are. You accept the way it is. You just receive the pain in your body. Whatever the situation may be,
0: could it be complacency He said these come about prayer and fasting. Why? Don't want to get ahead of myself here today. I'm only going to hold us for a few more minutes. But I'm going to tell you why prayer and fasting stirs stuff up. It gets down deep into your heart and deep into your soul. It brings back old things that you had forgotten about. Brings it to the surface so you can deal with it. That's what prayer and fasting is going to do for us. Things that we have swept under the rug, if you please. Uh, thought we hid it from everybody. Oh, friend, just because God hadn't
1: pricked you about it lately doesn't mean he's not still upset about it. He's got a way of pulling it out from the rug and bringing it up to you. But now we're going to be in the middle of the prayer and fasting. So instead of trying to hide it, instead of trying to ignore it, we're going to be humble in our hearts, in our spirits, and we're going to bow before him, and we're going to ask for forgiveness and strength. These come out, but by prayer and fasting. I'm telling you what it's going to do. It's going to get you back on your feet. It's going to stir your heart up all over again. You're going to say, I'm not going to accept it. This is not the way it's going to be. This is not God's way. This is not God's will. My child will not be backslid. My God, have mercy. Somebody help the preacher. I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to lay down with this. I'm going to pray. I'm going to touch God. I'm getting back on this. Somebody shall these come out. Shout these come out. Come on, shout it. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise.
0: We're not careful. We'll look at it in a negative way. Almost makes it makes look like Jesus is saying, these are the difficult ones. These are the hard ones. Well, these hardly ever. If ever, get fixed, made right, put back together, healed, brought out. That's not what he was saying at all. He just simply said, if you're going to take care of these, you got to first take care of yourself. That's what prayer and fasting does. You're going to fix this one, you got to fix yourself. Stay with me for a moment. Stay with me. Not every situation, but most. Situations that linger for a long time. We are somehow personally tied into it. Whether it is a relationship, a sickness, a situation, a dilemma, a condition, whatever it is. We are personally tied into that. Simon Peter, you want to cast that dumb and deaf spirit out? You're going to have to take care of yourself first. You see, prayer and fasting doesn't draw you closer to God like an elevator. I'm just going to step into the elevator of fasting. And then I'm going to push heaven floor. And the elevator of fasting is just going to bring me up. Into the presence of the almighty God. Listen, there are people that fast for all kinds of reasons here today. Fasting does not necessarily bring you closer to God. It does, it does but, but it does because of what it does to you. So prayer and fasting is designed about me. It's designed to get my pride out of the way. It's designed to get the strength of the body out of the way. It's designed to bring the strength of the spirit up out from within me. That I can begin to communicate with God on a more pure Unadulterated level that I've gotten
1: sin out of my life, greed out of my life, lust out of my life, these unbeliefs and defilement out of my life, and I am seeking God through His Word, not eating. I've got I've got entertainment out of my mind and out of my spirit. It's just me in the Word of God, it's me in prayer. I'm just seeking Him. And then God begins to reveal things in my life. God begins to reveal hidden secrets. David said, oh, God, search me. Let me know. Is there something in there that I don't even know about? God, show me. Show me. That's what happens. We begin to be revealed to ourselves. We begin to see ourselves. And when we can be like like the prophet Isaiah and others who said, oh, God, when the call of revival. I will touch their lips. They said, oh, God, we are an undone people. We are full of sin. I'm telling you, when this thing begins to get a hold of us, it will reveal us. And when we see us, we can take care of us. And when that happens, we get close to him. And when we get close to him, they will come out. Somebody shout they will come out.
0: (laughs) Sicknesses can hang around for a while. However, longevity of a sickness does not mean you cannot be delivered or healed. The woman with the issue of blood spent all. The woman with the infirmity in her body 38 years. God healed her, the man with the withered hand in the temple. God healed him, the man at the Pool of Siloam. For God only knows how many years. I think it was 38 years. I might have got those a little mixed up. But Pool of Siloam, Jesus comes by. Will you be healed? I have no man. There's your problem, sir. Man's not doing it. I'm doing it. And if you'd have quit waiting on man and you would have just waited on me. If you would have just spoke to me, who knows what would have happened. How do I get in that frame of mind through prayer and fasting? I'm telling you, that's how these come out. That's what God is going to do for me
1: and you in the month of October. Everything's going to change. Your life is going to change. What you like and what you dislike, it's going to change. What you love, it's going to change. Oh, yes, it is. What you desire in your heart, it's going to change. Everything about you is about to change. Because when we do, they, because when we do, they,
0: you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. What a mighty God. So whether your situation has been a day, a year, a month, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, I'm telling you, don't accept it. They come out. Just because they've been around a long time don't mean they live here. (laughs) You know, a lot of times we don't see these things happen because we're just lazy. We don't want to sacrifice our flesh. We don't want to give up the things that this flesh loves. We're lazy. It's the reason why people follow people who are used in miracles, signs, and wonders because they're too lazy to get a hold of God for themselves. So God will do a miracle, sign, and wonder through them, in them and through them. You see, there's not a person in this room here today, right now, that God cannot use to do miracles, signs, and wonders. So, the word of the Lord tells us, first, you must believe and understand. That these things do come out. That has to be reborn in your spirit. No matter how long you have been in the situation, the condition, no matter the trouble, the pain, the heartache, what you have faced and what you have gone through. And if you have lived on this earth for any time at all, you have gone through pain. You have gone through heartache. You have gone through difficulties. You have faced sickness. You have faced uh Uh, dire situations you have felt despair you have felt hopeless you have felt undone it was like the testimony of one of our praise singers here today you 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 find yourself in a situation that every day it takes everything you have just to roll out of And if it wasn't for the fact that you had other responsibilities and loved ones that forced you to step up to what it is that you need to do, you may not even get out of bed. You may just just simply stay there because this thing's just been hanging around for too long. My Lord, if I can put some kind of a little, let your mind just kind of go with it. You're getting up and making it coffee. It's been around so long, you brew it a cup of coffee. You give it a cup of coffee. You give it a little breakfast. Why? Because you think about it the first, the, right when you get up in the morning, it consumes your mind, consumes your spirit, consumes your heart. And then you cook at lunch. Why? Because you're thinking about it during, then you cook at supper. Why? Because you're thinking about it during that time. It consumes your whole day. You've gotten to where it's just become a part of your life. It's a part of your thinking. You have adjusted to the pain. You have adjusted to the weight and as long as we stay in that situation it'll never come out it'll never leave it'll never go away but today if we can get the revelations that it's not here to stay it doesn't live here this is god's vessel i'm full of the holy
1: ghost i belong to god it doesn't belong in my house you adulterated spirit get out of my house My God, have mercy. You backsliding spirit trying to take over my children. You get out of my house. You get out of my house. You get away. My God, my God, my God. Somebody needs to get stirred up again. I will not live with it. I will not abide with it. It will go. I will cast it out because they come out. They come out, they come out, they come out. We have to believe that these things do come out. Luke one thirty seven tells us, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Matthew 19 26, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Jesus said unto them, if thou canst believe, all things are possible. Possible to him that can believe they come out. It's you and I that
0: make things impossible. Within our own minds. So we have to shake ourselves. Say, I will not live with this. It is not God's will. I will not walk every day in depression. I will not do it. I will not live in fear. You will not put fear in my heart.
1: I will not be intimidated by you. You are a stranger. You do not belong here. I will not let you abide any longer. And that's what's got to happen. I refuse for you to stay a moment longer.
0: Bible says without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is
1: a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want to say to somebody here today. It might be your first time coming. I don't know. And there could be horrible situations in your life. But I'm here to tell you. If you'll come down to this altar today with faith in your heart that God is able. I'm here to tell you. God will work in your behalf they will come out
0: the bible makes it plain that this faith comes through prayer and fasting seeking god but initially you have that faith that god gives you it's strong enough to save your soul it's it's strong enough To wipe all sin out of your life. That's powerful stuff. And God gives that to you. It's the measure of faith given unto every man. In every man is the ability and the faith to respond to the heard word of God. When you hear the word of God, already in you is the measure of faith to respond. If you so choose to do it. And if you do respond to that faith, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. God will begin to work in the middle of that situation. He said, Lord, I believe. (laughs) Help my unbelief. Tell your neighbor, God will help your unbelief. He'll do it. Angels stood before Gideon. You think Gideon had the faith to be a, a great leader and a judge of Israel and to lead them into war against the Midianites and and to destroy them and to get the freedom of Israel back? No, he didn't have that faith. That angel showed up before Gabriel and he said,
1: thou man
0: of valor and Gabriel went who's this guy talking to he had a sickle in his hand he was hiding hiding so that the Midianites wouldn't see him because he was stealing wheat for his family to eat they had taken everything, and he was just cutting himself down, a little wheat that he was going to gather up and bring home to his family to eat. And an angel appears before him and says, Thou man of valor." Lord. So who are you talking What are you talking about? Then he begins to talk to him how God is going to deliver, and Gideon looks at him and says, Where is the God of
1: Miracles? You know how long we've been in this mess? My children have been raised in bondage. All I've ever known was slavery and bondage. What God of miracles are you talking about?
0: He had learned to live in his situation. He didn't deny God. He believed in God. He had faith. But God... Come to help his unbelief. He had belief. But God came to help his unbelief. And I am telling you today. If you can muster. Just enough. Faith. To stand up one more time. And reach out to God. For the situation that's in your life, God will help your unbelief. Music, if you'll come, He meets Moses out of burning bush, tells him to go see Pharaoh.
1: (laughs) I can't talk to Pharaoh. I have a speech impediment. I was raised in Pharaoh's house. I know everything that's there. I know everything that's going on. How are you going to tell me to go and deliver my people? How is that going to happen? I'm going to be with you, Moses. But I I have a speech impediment who made man's mouth. But I don't have the power. Put your hand in your bosom. Leprosy. Put it back. Clean. Come on. Throw the rod down. Snake. Pick it up. Rod again. I'm going to be with you, Moses.
0: some of us fight the battle of being raised in sin with our family. God delivers us and the devil has tormented us in saying your family will never believe you. They'll never accept your testimony. They'll never respond to what's going on in your
1: life. It'll, it'll never happen. The Holy Ghost has come to tell you today. He's given you more than you'll ever imagine. And if you'll just go back and Egypt, If you'll go back to your family. If you'll go back to Pharaoh. He's going to give you the power. To deliver them out of the hands. Of this world. God will put such an anointing upon you. That they won't have a choice. But to hear you. When you speak.
0: we ought to be saving our families we ought to be reaching our families but we've allowed the devil to intimidate us we we you know we're we're too small we we can't do it listen god will increase your faith god will help your unbelief i'm telling you he'll do it he did it for Gideon he did it for Moses he did it for Simon Peter with the gentiles he did it for Jacob when Jacob said all these things are against me god will come into your life listen god understands our humanity he understands fear He understands doubt. He understands the frailty of humanity. I believe the prophet said in the Old Testament that God, he knows our flesh. He understands our flesh. And so if we can just sort of reach out a little bit and believe just a little bit in our hearts. That they will come out. That they will come out. Let's stand. Jesus, he looked at that man. He looked at that man and he said, If thou canst believe, all things are possible. And that man said, Lord, I believe. Will thou help? not perfect God I'm a long ways from it I'm not perfect but I do believe you're able but I don't think I've got everything it takes will you help my unbelief will you help me get back up I feel this so strong One of the greatest deceptions Satan has ever done was to convince you and me that he's here to stay. That he lives here. He abides here.
1: I have lived in your child all of his life. I am here to stay. But
0: Jesus said, these come out. They come out.
1: (laughs) They, They come out.
0: You can be healed. Your heart can be healed. Your situation can be touched. If you're here today, you've never given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ or you have never been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, I encourage you to come. Don't let anything hold you back. You've got situations in your life that you know you need God to address. You need the Holy Ghost. You. you believe, but you you need help with your unbelief. I, I encourage you to step out. If you'll come, God will do wonders for you. God will minister to you. God will help you. Maybe you're here today and you're living for the Lord. And you've been living for Him for a while. But there's some situations situations going on in your life. And, and, and they don't seem like they're going to go away. They just... They just they're there every day you get up they're there when you go to bed at night they just won't leave. they just keep abiding and abiding and abiding and abiding and it's gotten to the point to where you're just used to living with it. you just kind of kind of accept it. it's just the way it is or maybe you haven't really accepted but you just don't address it like you used to. you don't attack it like you used to. You become a little maybe a little lax, lax with that lost child or lost spouse or you're not as aggressive in the spirit anymore about your finances or about a situation or family condition or whatever it may be God says come 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 get stirred up again Come, come 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 understand that these come out as well these come out as well these come out as well. These come out as well. These come out as well. These come out. These come out. These come out. You need to say that in your heart. You need to say that in your mind. You need to say these come out. Come on. You need to say it. You need to speak it. These come out.